Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it's one of the great birthday songs. Uh, it's played, of course, religiously when people celebrate their birthday. And I thought I'd play it, Stevie Wonder's happy birthday, for this gentleman who I'm about to introduce turns a half century today. Who would have thought that Danny Green, of course, the great WA sports person, actually turns 5-0 today? Happy birthday, Danny. Much appreciated, Pete. I'm very, very happy to have got here. <laughs> Let me also say I've got you in the car, so we're going to spend a few minutes with you while you're commuting, but I believe you've got a zoo in the back, have you? Well, I've um, I've got my, my girl, my, my beautiful Bull Terrier Yayo, but also got my lorikeet, Strawberry, so, um, and I've got my two kids who, at times, um, you know, they could be any, all sorts or any different uh, species from the animal world um, at any given time, depending on their behaviour. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got a, bit of a, a little bit of a menagerie, but yeah, uh, Strawberry's in the back and he tends to get a bit vocal. All right, well, if there's a bit of noise, we can hear Strawberry in the background. Adds to the dynamics of this interview, Danny. I must ask you, how old are the kids now? I remember when you became a father all those years ago, it was a special moment. How old are they now? Yeah, very special, Pete. My daughter, Chloe's 21, just turned what? 21. And my little man, Archie. Yeah, my little man, Archie's not so much of a little man anymore. He's grown up fast, and he just turned 15 late December. So, as you know, Pete, it, it rips along. Yeah, let me tell you, Chloe, 21, when, uh, of course, prospective boyfriends knock on the green door, I reckon they'd be fearful of what Dad might do or might say when they come to the front doorstep and ask permission to take uh, Chloe Green out. Yeah, I've been through that, been, been down that track, mate, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> she has a boyfriend, Scott's his name, and they've been together for a couple of years, and he's a fantastic young bloke, and so... For me, it's been a pretty seamless transition from a, a father, um, you know, overlooking um, a boyfriend um, because um, they've been together for a couple of years and, you know, he, he's, a, he's a ripping young bloke, so uh, we're really happy for, for both of them. And what about you, Danny, uh, at 50 now, looking back over your life, uh, you're pretty content. Sporting-wise, you achieved what you wanted to achieve. You've got a lovely family. I believe you're leading uh, and living a, a nice existence at the moment. You must be pretty content as you reflect on your years. Yeah, without doubt, Peter. You know, a couple of close calls when I was young. Um, I'm happy to make it to the age of 50, and uh, I've I've been blessed. I was blessed to be born into two loving parents, and um, you know, having three siblings that I'm very close with, and then formed a, a magical friendship group from a very very early age. That I'm still friends with a majority of the bloke, or I'm say majority. Oh, there's about six or eight of us have been mates since I was from about the age of nine to 12. That we're still very close with, and then I've made and, you know, some forged some significant friendships along the way as well. Um, so I've been really, really lucky, Pete, to, to have been... And, and the one the one thing my father instilled in myself and, our, and my ki- and my brother and sisters, Narelle, Shani and Brennan, was to surround yourself with good people. And I feel that's what I've aimed to do. And I think there's a bit of luck involved. Good people come your way too and you gravitate towards them and you, and you latch on them and you, 
you're always trying to hold on to something that's, that's, that's of value and that's, that, that's good and decent. And I've been very, very blessed to have been surrounded by so many good people. And, and so today, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, when I look back and reflect on my life, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I worked extremely hard. I took a lot of punishment and worked harder than, than most fighters out there to achieve what I did. Um, but also, again, uh, surrounded by good people. You know, I had Justin Norcus, Molly, affectionately known as, uh, and he was head of Green Machine Boxing, and Mickey Pember, and Pauline Wilson, and, and Wayne Loxley early in the day in the media section. You know, we formed Green Machine Boxing and really, really took Australia, um, you know, by storm and put on three of the biggest boxing shows, the biggest boxing promotions that have ever been so far. And I don't know whether they're going to be stopped or beaten any time in the future because they were just... They were momentous. So, yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a wonderful life having to be achieved a lot, seen a lot, travel the country, represent my country in boxing, something I always wanted to do, and maintain amazing friendship groups. And, and now I've got a, a wonderful family of my own that I'm, I'm very, very proud of. So, you know, life's, life's great, man, and I, but I don't, I don't say that lightly. I'm, I'm very, very uh, appreciative and grateful. Of, of the life that I have. Just before we talk a bit of boxing, because of course that's where you made your name as far as a career is concerned. Uh, your brother, of course, played for the Claremont Footy Club. I remember meeting your dad when he's involved with Hungry Jacks, who became prominent sponsors and still are with the West Coast Eagles. Did Danny Green ever contemplate playing footy? And are you still a West Coast Eagles supporter? Uh, Pete, I love playing footy. That's some of the best years of my life. One of the most magical, three of the most magical memories I have of. Some of them are uh, three premierships who won as a, as, a, as a junior football club and those same blokes that are, that are mates who now to talk about, they were the guys I played footy with. I stopped playing, I played up to the 17s when we won the Tigers Cup premiership and then I played a year after that, uh, you know, when I was a bit older as an amateur, but mate, I, I, I was terrible. I enjoyed playing <laughs> footy and I wish I could play better, but, you know, I was hidden in the forward pocket um, and, and uh, that was about the, uh, the... And I was tiny when I was a kid, mate, so I didn't grow so I was... Finished footy. I was 18 years old, so my brother was blessed with the football skill, brains, and, and he was a very rugged, hard footballer who, you know, the opposition didn't like, and and but wanted him on their team. And and, and he's the kind of guy you want on your team. You know, he's a hard the ball guy, ripper bloke, and um, you know, a very skillful, very skillful guy. Drafted the Eagles in '94, but unfortunately, pretty tough team to break into in his position. He had Don Pike and you know Tony Evans and the Materas and you know. Main wearing Hetty and Kebby, and I've probably forgotten a few of those legends in that team. Mm. So, really tough team to break into. He played 10 years at Claremont, two premierships, and one Ferris and Benson premiership year. I used to love going to watch him play um, you know, football, me and my mates on the hill, having a, having a few tins and a laugh and, and heckling him. <laughs> and then, um, but no, I, 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 I couldn't play footy. And as far as football goes and supporting, I, I, apparently I'm the number one ticket holder at West Coast Eagles for a long time, but I, I rarely go to the footy, man. I don't really watch much football, I don't watch much TV. If I watch TV, I'm watching surfing, fishing, boxing or something like that. Um, I don't, I rarely watch mainstream TV. I don't read the paper. I haven't for a very long time, mate. And um, I just, uh, I just cruise and do my own thing, mate. So, and I'd prefer if I was going to watch a game of footy, I prefer to watch it how it was back in the day, Peter. I'm a bit of a, a bit of an old school bloke and I, I was fortunate enough to go and visit, watch the 92 grand final when the Eagles won against Geelong with my father and my brother and that's a, a memory that I'll always have and cherish um, but the game's changed a fair bit now mate so um, I, I don't, mm-hmm. if I had to coach a game of a team now I wouldn't even know what to bloody do <laughs> Saying that I know you've got the kids in the car what's Archie picked up is he interested in any sports at all? 
Oh, he loves. He loves. He, he's got the surfing bug with Tom Rap, mate, because that's that's the bug that I've always had, and I want him to get that bug because it's a way for my son and I to stay connected. You know, when we're older, surfing. So I'm I'm just so wrapped. He's got the bug and he loves it. Um, but he also loves boxing, and he wants to fight. He said he wants to fight. My daughter wants to fight. She was a very, a very, very successful open water swimmer. She won three national titles: ten kilometer, seven point five, and five kilometer national titles in the open water, which is just a, a brutal, brutal gig. And now she says she wants to box. So we'll see, mate. She's got a, she she's been walking the walk with me a bit. So let's see if she starts talking the talk. We'll we'll start sit down and talk turkey. But my boy Archie, everyone says he's your son going to fight. I don't want him to, mate. I, I really don't because I know how hard it is and how tough it can be on the body. But if he seriously wants to, and that's what he wants to do, and he has all the skill to do it, he has the natural attributes. He's naturally gifted. He's got big mitts. He's tall and lean. He's skinny and tall, but he can punch. He loves to mix it up. He's not afraid. He's got great skill. He's got good footwork. Um, so look, we'll see. But if he wants to fight, it won't be for a couple of years yet. I want to hold him off until he's older and more developed physically. But um, at the moment, he's, he's he's walking the walk and he's talking the talk. So uh, we'll see, Pete. Yeah, and if it does eventuate, you'd be happy to be in his corner, I gather. Oh, oh, oh knowing the game inside out, mate, it's it's imperative that I'm that I'm by his side. And it's difficult as a father to be a trainer. I said to him, mate. There's going to be times where I'm going to... It's going to be very hard for me because as a, I know the fight game inside out and I'm going to have to send you back out of your stool and you're going to be in danger of getting seriously hurt um, and maybe, you know, damaged. You're going to get damaged. You're going to get concussion. You're going to get knocked out. You're going to get broken bones, your face, broken ribs, broken hands. It's going to happen. That's a, that's a given if you're going to make it to the top of the sport. So it's going to be difficult for me, but I also want to make sure I'm there to guide and, and, and help him and support him. I don't want to push him, I just want to support him. And my my role will probably be helping prevent some silly mistakes or the wrong him doing the wrong things and, and learning the wrong things and not applying himself the right way. But I, I if he's gonna if he's he has attributes like me, so he's gonna be a, a, a hard worker I imagine. So that's probably not gonna be a problem to make him work hard. Probably making sure he doesn't work too hard. Interesting. Uh, as a teenager, you tried mixed martial arts, kickboxing, and of course you had your first amateur boxing bout. I think you were about 20 years of age. What about the emergence of mixed martial arts in the UFC uh, with Jack Della Maddalena? Of course, Steve Ursick has uh, just been picked up by the UFC. Uh, what are your thoughts on the UFC and the growth of that sport? Yeah, look, I loved karate and kickboxing. I had a couple of kickboxing fights when I was younger and then my first boxing fight when I was 18. So, but it was always, I always wanted to be a boxer. But the UFC is, you know, it's an incredible sport. There's, there's, there's so much of it. It's, it's a, it, was, it was the fastest growing sport in the world. There's so much hype and, 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 and then exposure around it. And look, I, I respect any fighter of any code of any combat sport that gets in there and tests themselves. Doesn't matter who they are, what they do. Um, I don't like the fact that they're allowed to whack them when on the ground. If someone gets knocked out and they're allowed to jump on them and hammer fist them from above, I, I find that I don't like. I, I don't agree with it, mate. I think as soon as someone gets knocked out or dropped, they should not be allowed to jump on them and start smacking them. Especially when the majority of them, when they hit the ground, you, you, I can see they're unconscious or they're severely concussed, where they cannot defend themselves. And then to be able to jump on and give them two or three hammer fists before, and, and let's not let's not forget the human being. The referee is a human being, and he may not get there in time, and it's allowing for more damage. And I don't like the look of it. But apart from that. The UFC's, um, I respect all the fighters that can in there and have a go and do what they do. And yeah, the young Jack, um, 
Della Maddalena is, is, is on a tearaway. You know, I met him last week, actually. Met him a long time ago. He used to come watch my fights and ripping young bloke. And he's, he's, um, he's, he's tearing them apart. And he's on a, he's on a, a real... A, he's, on, he's got a very bright future. And, and what I like about him most, he's a very humble, um, switched-on young bloke and, uh, and, and gives a shit about everyone else, mm. uh, not just himself. But he's got immense skill and, and talent and power. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him you know, grow up the sport and... Hopefully win a world championship. Yeah. Well, let's get back to boxing, where, of course, you held the WBA light uh, heavyweight title for about 12 months or so, the IBO cruiserweight title twice, and, of course, the WBC interim super middleweight title as well, Danny, uh, about 15 years ago or so. Let's have a look at who's going to be maybe following Danny Green's footsteps. And I believe you were at a uh, Dragonfire event uh, on Friday night, uh, Dragonfire Boxing, and you're watching very close in his caller, Alex Winwood, who, from all reports, is an up-and-coming star. I think he stopped the world number 13-ranked Thibaut Monabasa to claim the WBC International Light Flightweight Championship. Is he a, a special product? Uh, will we hear more of Alex? Oh, oh, I think you will, Pete. He's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an extremely good puncher. He's very gifted. He's very balanced. Poised, he's very classy in his delivery of his punches. His, his punch output is phenomenal once he starts cracking. And when he hurts an opponent, he doesn't let him off the hook, uh, which is important to be a fighter. But as a fighter, as a boxer, a lot of the weight divisions that are small and never really get the exposure or the following. I think this, kid, he's, this, this kid's the smallest weight division out of any division in boxing. But I think he has the ability to garner a following, particularly here in WA, local, born and bred Bunbury Mandra boy. He, um, he and you know he's he's, he's a, a very proud Noongar. He's got all the attributes to go to the top because a his his style of fighting um, and how and how good he is, but b he's got his head switch on. He's a very strong-minded young individual, and he's a very very community-minded young bloke, a ripping guy. Everyone that meets him likes him, um, which is a great a great attribute to have. But his punching power, his skill, his finesse is phenomenal. I really believe he can win a world championship, and also he's fighting under Andrew Angela Hyder. Managed by Tony Tolch here in WA, um, who does a magnificent job with him. And Angela Hyder is absolutely the right man to be steering his ship because he really has the gift as a trainer, Angela. And together, they work really well. And one really important thing about Alex is, and I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but I was a very good listener if I had the coach that I trusted and believed in. And we had a good teamwork and we had a good plan because I was very, very, obviously, I'm the fighter, I'm the guy that's doing it. But if you've got a voice in your ear that you sometimes every now and then you need a bit of you, know, you need a, a, the tactic to maybe pull out something that you quite can't see because you're in the moment. You've got concussion and everything. You get punched in the face full on. Alex is a very, very good listener. He will listen to Angelo. They've got a great relationship, and that's very important for a fighter. So, yeah, I think you're going to see Alex a lot more. I think his name's going to be on the rise. I think he's a star in the making. And just finally, uh, Dan, it's been great having a chat to you. Uh, I spoke to Brett Bonetti, who I know very well, and you know him, of course. Uh, he does come on my program to talk about uh, mixed martial arts and boxing. He was telling me that Alex is aiming to win a world title faster than Jeff Fennick, and Fennick did it in seven fights. Can you see Alex maybe securing that? Look, Pat, I don't know. Yes, I could. Um, I, I could see that happening. He's, he, he just took out the guy who beat, um, I can't remember his last name, um, Monabisu. Or, yeah. I, can't yeah. I, can't his, I don't know the guy that well, but he was, he lost was to a former world champion. So a very well-credentialed fighter, and Alex just picked him apart. As far as the seven fights go, I don't know. Um, I'm more interested in, in worrying about him becoming world champion. I don't care how quick he does it. 
I just want to see the kid become a world champion. Um, and the speed in which he does it is, is you know, that's obviously not to me. It's up to, it's up to him and his manager and his trainer. But uh, I really think um, that he's got potential to become a world champion and, and solidify his, his, um, his place amongst world champions and maybe even step up and, 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 un, and win a, win, unify the title and win another title in another weight division. He's that classy a kid. And also, um, you know, Brett Brunetti. Oh, how could you forget Brett Brunetti? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good man. And he's, he's great for the fight game because he's always out there doing positive things and trying to get exposure for the sport. So Brett Brunetti's great for the sport in this state. Good stuff. Now, Danny, I'll let you go and get back to driving. Mate, enjoy your 50th birthday celebration with family and friends. Well done. I know what it's like. It's, it's a special milestone. You would have woken up this morning and thought to yourself, Oh, my God, I'm 50 years of age. So uh, it is certainly Mate, a way... I woke, to... Up to something, I woke up to something that my wife had been preparing for. Yeah, my wife knows... She knows I want presents. So when I woke up, I had everything I wanted anyway. Before I, woke, before I woke up, I had everything in my life I needed and wanted. A loving family and friends and, you know, a roof over my head, so I was happy. But uh, she, get, she, she, she organised a thing from so many people over the many, many years of my life and through the sport that I knew, and she got them to, you know just write something down about me that, you know, that, 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 that was a memory that we had together. And I woke up to this amazing book that she'd put together that took her and my kids weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and many, many hours. And I started crying. I was just overwhelmed. My wife is just an absolute gem. Mm. And it blew me away. I was just, just so, so overwhelmed. So, yeah, it's, it's a special day, mate. I'm, I'm just doing a low-key thing with the family. And uh, I'm, I'm wrapped to have been here and to all the people who have wished me well. Um, thank you so very much. Uh, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm just wrapped to be here and have so much thanks and love in my heart for everyone that's been around me my whole life. Good on you, mate. You made me feel a bit emotional. Well done, Danny. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us, mate. Enjoy it. And again, happy birthday from everybody listening in and yours truly as well. Much appreciated, Pete. You've always been in my corner. Thank you, mate. I enjoyed that. Uh, certainly a long interview, but uh, he speaks so well. And as I said, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Danny Green uh, half a century today. And uh, he speaks so highly of uh, so many people and so many things in his life. We're going to take a break. After the break, we'll wrap up Sports Day WA on this Thursday.